0: California, Washington, New York, and Pennsylvania, they set some new COVID rules. National Democratic Party officials suggest re-education camp for Trump supporters, and the MAGA hat becomes a symbol of racism and hatred, according to schools. We've got that and much more coming up, and it starts right now. Happy Friday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy filling in for Sarah Gonzalez. That's Hillary with one L. Kennedy, no relation. Uh, we got a lot to cover today on the show, but you know what? We might still laugh. Make a couple jokes because sometimes you've got to laugh to keep from crying, <laughs> which is why I have Mr. Gear here today on the show, host I mean, of Stu Does America.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, usually make people cry, but I appreciate your optimism.
0: <laughs> you always make me <laughs> laugh. And then Mr. Eric July, host of For Canon's Sake and a Blaze TV contributor. Thanks for being here. Thank you. For me. Yeah, we're trying to find the joy in the situation, right? Because there's just been a lot of downer news lately, but we're going to get to the bottom of some of this. We're going to start off with something that I think uh, is good news for most people. Joe Biden said at a briefing yesterday that he would not support a national shutdown. Let's take a listen.
2: I am not going to shut down the economy, period. I'm going to shut down the virus. That's what I'm going to shut down. So that's I'll ruled say out. It again, no national shutdown. No national shutdown. Because every region, every area, every community is can be different. And mm-hmm. so there's no circumstance which I can see would require a total national shutdown. I think that would be counterproductive. But there are constraints in which the degree to which businesses can be open. For example, it's one thing to say that you can have uh, in, in a state that is there, where their infection rate is not as high, you can have a, a gymnasium open. It's another thing to say it can only be open four hours a day with X number of people. The church i go to my catholic church they don't allow more than 40 percent of the people are uh, to come into the church those are rational decisions
0: okay so one of biden's coronavirus advisors though had floated the idea of locking down for four to six more weeks and having the government pay for the lost wages in order to get the virus under control ahead of a vaccine being developed Um, He said we could pay for a package right now to cover all the wages, lost wages for individual workers, losses to small companies, to medium sized companies, for city, states and county governments. Um, Somebody else, another member of his COVID-19 task force said a national lockdown wasn't necessary and a localized response was enough to to combat the virus. What do you think about this?
1: I think we should pay everyone to stay home forever. Um, just gonna, it's that a radical easy. policy. That we easy. will never have any virus deaths if we do that. And, you know, we'll, we'll be able to pay for it. Just keep printing money and printing money and printing money. Everything mm-hmm. will be fine. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that is that Osterholm that said that the four to six weeks. Yes, uh, Michael yeah. Osterholm. So Osterholm's interesting. I mean, he was one of the first guys uh, that I remember hearing talking about this virus and taking it seriously. He was on Joe Rogan. That's the reason I remember this. And one of the first things and things I remember that interview more than anything is that he said, you know, it's probably not a good idea to to shut schools down. He was very much against that at the beginning. In fact, you know, scientists overall have argued pretty clearly uh, in unison that shutting schools down is a bad idea in the middle of all of this. Um, when it comes to a national shutdown, I mean, look, a national shutdown is was always a bad idea. Always. Uh, even when we did it in March, it was a bad idea. The only reason it was even considered in March is because we didn't have any testing and we had really no idea where anything, what, what was going on at all. Uh, now that we have one, we did 1.5 million tests yesterday. We have testing is, you know, pretty bountiful at this point. Um, it, would make no sense to do this now i think there are people who are looking for control and and looking to to uh to, to not let a crisis go to waste in a situation mm-hmm. that they think they can get something out of that um you know shutting down the you know look yeah, I always think, come back to this, like, can you stop the virus from spreading if you shut down the economy? I guess, just like you can avoid car accidents if you set the, you know, the the speed limit at one. I mean, I, like, but that's not the rational solution. We can't go forward with something like that. And, you know, look, even Fauci's been very clear about this. There's not going to be, there shouldn't be at least another shutdown. I, i i cross my fingers because you know how these things change and you know i don't trust joe biden at all i mean you know you hear him say well i'm not going to shut down the the economy i'm going to shut down the virus that's just a slogan and that's just a slogan you don't shut down the virus like that's not a thing that's going to happen Uh, but i do think we should be able to avoid these large national things but what does that mean if you're in new york if you're in california do you care if there's a national shutdown i mean i guess you care generally speaking for the country but your life isn't going to be changing all that much if you have a blue state governor who's not going to let you leave your home
0: Mm -hmm. we were you were smart to say you know you don't necessarily trust what biden's saying because he previously previously said in august that he would listen to scientists and experts if they said yeah we should have a national shutdown do you think he's going to stick with what he's saying now
3: i don't know i mean he was he was As firm as I've ever seen him be because he wanted to make sure that he was clear about it, like he said it like again and he reiterated, which I mean, when you put yourself out there like that, because generally speaking, when politicians will go back on it, they're very, very vague with what it is. They say they try to talk around it like I may do it. I may not do it. I'll listen to the experts. At that point, it's up in the air, but he was pretty firm that he wouldn't do it. Now, it's still Joe Biden at the end of the day, and he's still a politician. So I could totally understand why nobody would want to listen to him. And and when he says that he wouldn't shut everything down, I totally get that. But you're right. And you speak to a great point where you have instances where in different states they're starting to go through another another lockdown, which sucks. Uh, um, for them as their freedoms are rather impeded upon. And this idea keeps floating out. We saw AOC the other day said, well, we need a national lockdown and we need to, the government needs to pay everybody to come home. These, the fact that we have so many economically illiterate people, and she's the one with the economics degree, right? It goes to show how much <laughs> academia, in terms of economics, um, how, how terrible they are there. But They do not, they talk about long-term effects, it's hilarious when they talk about the virus and you may be catching it, right? Well, we don't know the long-term effects is what they say, but when they talk about printing money as if, you know, just out of thin (laughs) air, they don't consider the long-term effects of that, that you just print money, you give it to people, or you essentially pay them to stay home, that is, you are literally you're monetizing your debt. For those who don't understand what's going on and why they why they're able to do that, the Federal Reserve allows them uh, to essentially do that. And they monetize their debt. They are literally selling off assets of unborn people. That's what they. That's exactly what they are doing. And for any politician to keep floating this idea around, as if well, it's that simple. And of course, lazy people who probably will get more with a stimulus check than they would at their own jobs, they'll parade that idea around. They say yes, yes, yes for the safety because they want to stay at the crib. Uh, do whatever it is that they want to do. But I'm so sick and tired of these politicians floating this idea around as if there's going to be absolutely no economic consequences to just printing money out of thin air and then giving it to people. The bubble is going to burst at some point, and there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to feel the brunt of it, and they better start taking that serious. But it's so as long as we got AOCs of the world floating this idea of just printing money, standing what's the worst that can happen, they're going to continue to kick this can down the road and it's going to be very bad once it pops. That's
0: a great point. Also, well, there's a lot of people that have been upset with uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. <laughs> he's issued some more stay at home or- orders in between all of his nights out apply to him. partying. They don't right, exactly. So mm-hmm. he, he issued the order yesterday after a spike in coronavirus cases. He said, you know, the virus is spreading at a pace we haven't seen since the, since the start of the pandemic and the next several days and weeks are going to be critical. We're sounding the alarm. So he's issued the stay at home order. Well. The Orange County Sheriff Don Barnes issued a statement soon after that his officers aren't going to be enforcing those guidelines. Um, He said, you know, we became aware of a limited stay at home order that Governor Newsom's office ordered to go into effect on Saturday, November 21st at 10 p.m. They said we've taken an education first approach with regard to public health orders. We're currently assessing the action by the governor but he said at the time uh, due to the need to have deputies available for emergency calls for service deputies will not be responding to requests for face coverings or social gatherings only enforcement i want to point out orange county um, it's the third most populous county in the state and the sixth most populous county in the united states it has a a population i didn't know this greater than 21 states so it's a, a huge area and they're saying no our resources are needed elsewhere What do you guys think about that? Because, I mean, obviously, there's been Cuomo and some other people have been upset that sheriffs have said, we're not enforcing this.
1: Yeah, I mean, Newsom's terrible, right? I mean, you know, he's famously... I uh, had just gone out to dinner with a bunch of his friends, and they were pe- people of the medical yeah, association. They were we're just top doctors, shoulders. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the medical, which is incredible. After he's recommending everybody yeah. don't, no do one it. wearing a mask I, at that dinner, no yeah. one wearing a mask, and they like actually, it was you know we did some stuff on this on studios America this week, but like the they redid this restaurant. It's called the French Laundry, one of the most exclusive restaurants in in the uh, in the Napa Valley, and they have the one private room where it's enclosed, but there's one large wall that's essentially glass that they can open up. So you can almost, you can be outside, essentially you have one side of the building open. Uh, However, they were so loud that they actually closed the glass because they were disturbing other people trying to eat. Now, this is okay, one of the other th- recommendations you would make is don't speak loudly in close quarters, especially indoors. That's what he was doing. Um, <laughs> you know, it is it's pathetic. And and Gavin Newsom's, you know, he's been terrible on this. You know, we have a lot of friends who live in L.A. and New York and even people who were more friendly than we would be maybe to these restrictions at the beginning are just like, I have to go live my life. This has been months and months and months and months. And they're moving out, they're moving to n- Tennessee, and they're moving to uh, you know Texas, and they're moving to Florida, and they're moving to places that I think have a more, much more sensible balance, right? I mean, like, you know, I te- like we still have restrictions here at some level, but like, I I say this on the air all the time and I forget sometimes we're on a national show, which is like, I don't feel like we're in a lockdown or anything really like that. I mean, like the mask thing is annoying sometimes, but I don't it doesn't bother me all that much, even though like, you know, I don't like mandates at all. It bothers me from that perspective, but actually doing it, it doesn't bother me all that much restaurants you know I, I never really have problems getting into restaurants when you want to i mean large gatherings you know are restricted which i mean especially for for eric i mean that's a big big deal but i mean we are certainly on the path to having uh this go I along mean, We had thirty-one thousand people at the crappy cowboys game uh last time they played <laughs> so, you know, it's already happening i wish the eagles were any better um but you know so it, it, it's weird to talk about this because we forget sometimes that in Texas and in Florida and in you know you know Arizona and a lot of these places you have it a lot better than other yeah. places in the country. If you're in South Dakota, you certainly know this. Um, but you know these restrictions from these governors like they've built this 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 facade of i'm going to protect you i mean look look biden going back to biden's comments we're gonna we're, we're not gonna close down the economy we're not gonna close down the virus like you, you can't make that it's not a decision right <laughs> it's not like you know what i'd like the virus level let's turn that down a little bit. that's not how that works but they act like it is and they've built the reputation on we will shut this down you know it happened with cuomo we're like Cuomo has you know, is so terrible at the beginning of this where he's behind I mean he blames Trump for being slow. He was slower than Trump at every single turn on this, especially in March and April. He lets the virus ravage the society. I mean, like, you know, beyond uh, any other state in the union um, and the only other states that are even close are states that border him that had his residents going to those states to pass the virus along. And then he turns that around and goes into such a strict lockdown where he's basically welding people in their 200 square foot apartments for six months. Well, yeah, you can keep the virus at low levels when you do that, but everyone's fleeing his state because of it. And now think if you're Andrew Cuomo, you've written a book about leadership in the crisis. You can't have these numbers going up when you're on your book tour. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say, I did come to the conclusion that his book tour did launch the second wave of this virus. It's his (laughs) fault. It's the book tour. He was passing it around. I don't know, I don't have any evidence on that, but if you notice, right when he releases his book, New York's numbers start coming back up and here we are. So I blame Andrew Cuomo for everything.
3: Oh man. Um, On a serious note, I do believe that a lot of people, particularly Libertarians, But I have a lot more respect for police officers and law enforcement if they took that approach. Hmm. Not just with that, a lot of nonviolent, unconstitutional laws that are out there that they uh, genuinely uh, enforce. But that may be the most the most realistic solution out of all of this. Is that because people need to understand, like folks like myself, that are so against the state and are so against the politicians. The reason why, and I think a lot of conservatives don't really understand, like why libertarians so against, um, or you know, like not you know against law enforcement. Let's just say that mm-hmm. you got to understand that they're the teeth of the state. I always use this analogy that it's not Bernie Sanders or AOC or Cuomo that enforces any of these mandates or any of these laws that they they're advocating. This is why I say they're nothing but gums. It's when you add the the actual uh, uh, police officers and they enforce it. That's why we call them the teeth mm-hmm. of the state because All that talk is meaningless. So as long as they don't enforce it. And then conservatives come at me, would you rather them just enforce laws at their own discretion? Yeah. They do it already, actually. <laughs> How many people have gotten off with warnings and stuff? Yeah, but absolutely, I would much rather them do that. When it comes to things like this, where you know it's senseless, you know there's a lot of people playing uh, with folks' lives in which they said, look, there's no sense in doing this. Mm-hmm. If you cared so much about the protection of people, that was always the answer. How about you only respond to instances of actual acts of aggression, of violence, of, of, of theft, and, and, and stuff of that nature, as opposed to, I don't know, somebody walking 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 around without a mask or getting together with their family and it's unauthorized if police officers took now I'm, I'm dead serious I wish conservatives would understand that if they took that position on not just on that but on a multitude of other different issues they'd have a lot more uh support not just from libertarians but from people in general
0: yeah I think there's a lot of people that would agree with you on that all right so we have to go to break first I want to thank our sponsor Keeps Have you noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to? I know I've got two guys here with great hair at the table, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think there's a lot of people that will tell you losing your hair is no fun. So let's talk about some options. You could go to your doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription and then visit the pharmacy and then try not to go broke just to avoid going bald. Or you can try keeps from the comfort of your lazy boy. You'll get the same doctor recommended FDA approved hair loss treatment. But then keeps they offer you the generic versions for about half the cost. One more thing that you'll love about Keeps, it is all online. So you just answer a few questions, you snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped directly to your door. So why make those unnecessary trips to the doctor in the drugstore when you can do it all from home? So let me get you started with a special deal. Go to keeps.com slash y for 50% off your first order of Keeps hair loss treatments. That's keeps.com slash y, keeps.com slash y. We'll be back in a minute. I don't know how many of you had plans to travel for Thanksgiving this year, but the CDC says, aha, not so fast. Cancel those plans. (laughs) They're advising against it. I think we all saw this coming. They said travel may increase your chance of getting and spreading COVID-19. Postponing travel and staying home is the best way to protect yourself and others this year. Instead, Americans should consider making other plans, such as hosting a virtual gathering or delaying your travel. They also had a news conference where Dr. Henry Walk, the CDC's COVID-19 incident manager, um, he relayed a very grim warning. Here's what he had to say. The tragedy that could happen is that one of your family members from coming together in this family gathering could end up being hospitalized and severely ill and die. The CDC is recommending against travel during the Thanksgiving period. Now, they're, they're saying this because uh, data from Johns Hopkins University said the US saw its highest daily death toll in more than six months recently. Um, there were 1,700 fatalities reported on Tuesday. They said we're alarmed. COVID-19 is turning out to be a formidable force. How many people do you think are going to say, you know what, I'm not gonna travel anywhere this year. I'm going to stay home because the CDC is saying I could kill a loved one if I show up to Thanksgiving dinner
1: i think only people who are extremely vulnerable and are like very nervous about it right there are some people you're in your 80s you know if you have a relative who has you know some some real debilitating situation that lends itself to being more vulnerable here okay like makes some sense i mean i think it's it's not that you never you know you wouldn't think about this at all uh but i think very few people are actually going to be listening to this which is you know one of the reasons why I think they're trying to make such a big deal out of it, right? They, they do think that people are just going to go do their own thing. You know, it's like in Texas, we have nice warm weather. Yeah, we're going to throw a table probably outside and eat outside. And, you know, I mean, whatever risk there is probably gets alleviated that way. I, I also grew up in the Northeast and you're not going outside for freaking <laughs> dinner. It's way too freaking cold <laughs> up there right now. Um, so, I mean, I, I, it's interesting to, to see how this is going to play out. I mean, talking about the state and how they crack down on these things. Let me give you a little nerdy data preview of the next couple weeks because the way these stats are all reported, uh, they come from the states, but they get you'll you'll notice every single week, same exact pattern on Sunday and Monday. The numbers are way down because people are off for the weekends and they're not reporting at the same level and the same. And then they kick back up on Tuesday and Wednesday. Same thing's going to happen next week. Thanksgiving week is going to be a very low reporting week. It's going to look like in all these numbers that we're getting kind of a flattening or maybe even a slight decrease in some of these numbers. And they are going to roar back to life the week after that. And I bet you these politicians are going to look at that with some of the highest numbers we've had. And they're going to this is going to be their big excuse mm-hmm. to kind of turn on, you know, more of these restrictions. And it, it, it's important for everyone to know that that's just a error. That's just a part of the data, as a quirk in the data. It's yeah, not yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's going to look as bad as it's going to look that wet you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday after we come back from Thanksgiving. Um, uh, week, but uh, you know that's something to look forward to because you know these these people who are on the on the verge on the on the you know, maybe don't have any ideological opposition to op- you know putting these things in, but aren't sure if they should screw with the economy or not. A lot of these governors are going to fold uh, that week, heading into the holidays with lots more gatherings on the way. We are definitely in that risk area for governments to start cracking down even more than they
3: already are. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like one of those things. Like if they're going to do it, it's going to be, be doing this time period and it's complete nonsense the whole data thing is 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 hilarious to me because all we focus on is cases now um cases 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 we're entering into another flu season and apparently i guess you now you add both flu seasons together uh which they don't do that for with influenza uh but that's how they can scare you is that they keep the ticking could you imagine if they combine two three years worth of uh (laughs) Of flu influenza deaths to, together how high that number would actually be mm-hmm. but that's what they're gonna do because they need people to be scared like that's the only way that they can control them and then they're gonna use this as an opportunity to legitimize whatever nonsensical uh, order or what have you that they want to put out there look guys it's a 99% survivability rate that's number one but on the same res- in the same respects these tests we already know have relatively high false positivity rates like that's not my opinion. That's not like I'm not making that up. Like right. That's a literal fact. We know that. Yet for whatever reason, we we see any uptick in, in, in any case, cases, cases, cases. Then, well, we got to shut everything down. You're going to kill grandmother and (laughs) all sorts of craziness as if we do not have any sort of immune system. I'm sitting here watching this whole thing play out. And I have been on top of this since since friggin February and March. And to see this go exactly like I said it was going to go, don't take my word for nothing, you can go watch for Sake and take episodes if that's what you want to do. <laughs> and which I was saying like, there is no such thing as, gonna, as a temporary response to all of this. If you give them an inch, they will take the absolute mile. This is why we're so far removed from 15 days to flatten the curve. And they said, well, now we gotta wear the mask, and if you wear the mask, you can reopen. Well, wait a minute, now we, you can't reopen. Well, now you got mask mandates and you got restrictions. We gotta wait till a vaccine, and then Fauci comes out and says, well, no, not even when you get a vaccine. You still gotta have your cut face covered and social distance and all sorts of other things. As I've said many times on the show, this may not end until there's mass forms of civil disobedience, and I'm dead serious. At some point, people have to go look in these, all these politicians into the eyes and tell them to go screw themselves. That's the only way I can put it.
0: Well, it's, you know, the the one tool a lot of people are using right now to let politicians know what they like and don't like is Twitter. <laughs> and uh, the liberal democratic governor of Washington, uh, Governor Inslee banned singing in church, even if you're wearing a mask. He said, no, you, you, you can't sing and that didn't sit well with broadway star chad kimball who made it clear what the governor can do with his ban on musical worship Uh, he said on twitter respectfully i will never allow a governor or anyone to stop me from singing let alone sing in worship to my god and he said folks absolute power corrupts absolutely this is not about safety this is about power i will respectfully disobey these unlawful orders of course, his stance didn't sit well with a lot of his liberal colleagues um, some of his former co-stars wrote back and said i respectfully totally and completely disagree with you you're on the wrong side of this um oh a lot of people said, you know, if you're really a Christian, you Jesus wouldn't advocate oh, for what you're saying. No, those kinds they're not doing of that
3: things. again, are they? They're not doing that so, again. They can't do that. I'm so sick of people pulling that card first that would demonize anybody that worships Christ on any given day, and then they pull that card. Well, that's not what Jesus would do. <laughs> Don't you do that, man. That's
0: Steve Kazia, Tony winning actor, he said, the ones who quote the Bible most seem to be the ones who follow its teachings the least. This is not about you or your need to sing your praise songs i'm almost certain selfishness is frowned upon in that big book of yours wear a mask take care of your fellow humans now kimball later clarified he's not arguing with the masks he says i'm not against wearing masks he said it's an overreach by the government to ban singing even when you're wearing a mask and you're wanting to praise your creator
1: yeah, I mean, look, they had a, you know, probably why this is happening in Washington is they had a, one of the early big events uh, went back in February and March was a choir practice in, I think it was, I think it was Washington, it may have been Oregon, but there was a big choir practice. And it's one of those things where like 40 and 50 people got it in one place. And so it's been one of those like big events that started this. So, you know, singing is obviously like when you're taking deep breaths, you're, 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 you you know, uh, you're, projecting yeah, projecting, out. Mm-hmm. right? Like I can understand. However... That doesn't mean the government gets involved in in this. In fact, this one specifically has zero chance to get through as a as a legal order. I wish Jeremy Dice was with us today as a fourth chair because Jeremy would tell you. I mean, like he's a he's a religious liberty attorney, and like you know, the Bible in the Bible, they talk about raising your voice to the Lord, singing, exalting. Uh, These are things that are actually teach you know taught in the Bible uh, for something for you to do even if it raises the risk of this virus being passed there is there are constitutional limits of what the government can do to you and you cannot infringe on someone's right to worship in their in the way that they want to worship That's just not something that can be done here. And all of this stuff has been unconstitutional from the beginning, particularly. I mean, it's all unconstitutional, especially considering almost all of it's done without actually passing a law. They're not even trying to pass laws anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to faith, when it comes to religion, you can't burst through the doors of that church and tell people in that church to do things. It's basically just, you know, it's it's not an optional thing. It's not a questionable thing. You know, you can't do it. Because of religious freedom, and it is a really important part of our history and, and why we, you know, why, our foundations as a country. And, you know, the idea that every one of these governors can just make up whatever restriction they want to try to protect people, you're right, Eric. It's, an ever, it's a never-ending thing what happens like i you know what happens we're all gonna have to fight these battles for the rest of our lives the rest of our lives we're gonna be fighting these battles which is like what happens when the next pandemic bubbles up in asia Mm -hmm. they're gonna shut things down before it arrives because they're gonna say last time we didn't do it fast enough Mm -hmm. and we had those huge problems remember that we're gonna have to deal with this for the rest of our lives we want we all want the very limited uh, the least amount of people to die from this as is humanly possible but our society has to continue and our if, if our Constitution dies from this it's more you know I, I bet you most of the people who passed away in these numbers that we see from Johns Hopkins would say well, well no the, pre- the, the 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 foundation of our country is more important than even my mm-hmm. own life that's that's what the society's been you know built on freedom and the ability to go chase especially religion um, in any way that you wish so I think. You know, I do think the courts eventually would overturn. They're going to go through this. It's going to be an FDR type of thing, right? We're going to go back through a lot of these things. They're going to be challenged. A lot of them will be overturned, and hopefully enough of them to stop this from happening again, because it should not be coming from the government.
0: That's why I'm going to be singing to my creator. I'm going to mm-hmm. be singing to the Lord. Not well, but I will be singing. You're <laughs> not going to stop me. <laughs> All right, we've got to go to break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. The dogs have spoken. Uh, well, not literally. But it's pretty evident, by the way, they eat their food when it's got rough greens on it. It makes them really happy. And if you're a dog owner, you know that loving your dog, it's only part of your responsibility that you have as their owner. You have to take good care of your dog, make sure that you do everything you can to promote a healthy and happy life for them. And that is why I love rough greens. It isn't a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food, and it contains all of those nutrients that your dog needs, but they get cooked out of the the kibble food when it's being made. The probiotics, the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, the omega oil, these are just some of the things that your dog needs to lead a healthier lifestyle, and it's all the things that's in Rough Greens. So you can get the Rough Greens Jumpstart Bag today for just $14.95, and you can start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. If you want to see your dog thrive again, just go to RoughGreens.com/blaze. That's R-U-F-F Greens.com/blaze. We'll be right back. Pennsylvania has a mandate now that you have to wear masks inside your own home if members that are outside of your household come into your home. A lot of people not happy about this they also have a separate order that mandates people who are traveling to pennsylvania from another state so if you're planning on going to pennsylvania for thanksgiving this listen up this is for you um, so if you're traveling to pennsylvania from another state as well as pennsylvania residents who are returning home from out of state you must test negative for the virus within 72 hours prior to your arrival now the order doesn't apply to people traveling back and forth for work or medical treatment People who refuse to be tested will be required to quarantine for 14 days. Now, the state really doesn't have any plans to enforce the measure. They're asking for (laughs) voluntary compliance on all of
2: this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be tough to do. I mean, it's like the honor system to quarantine yourself. But they said, you know, in the end, people will have the consequences of their actions as well as their families and their communities. If they don't wear masks, they don't social distance. They're gonna see a larger spread because Pennsylvania is reporting more than 5,000 new infections per day. That's up more than 115%. They said they're gonna run out of intensive care unit beds next month if they keep up with this present admission rate.
3: They've said that I don't know how many times during this pandemic, and I don't think it's happened anywhere in the country. They keep guessing where it's like, if this continues, if we don't (laughs) do something, that ICU beds are gonna be all out. Now, first and foremost, A lot of spots, definitely in Texas, they already operate at near what they had before this pandemic was a thing, definitely around the flu seasons at 85, 90, 95% capacity in terms of the ICU beds. But I always ask someone to point me to any instance in this country in which someone needed the treatment. And was not able to get it because there was nothing available now maybe in that business where they had to go to the hospital down the street but again that happens on off years when uh, you consider that well that happens when the pandemic does not take place it's so bizarre how they try to scare people with this idea and that's how they always do it they'll say that well if we don't do something or you don't listen to us then the, all, every, the resources are going to be, be gone or something like that. It hasn't happened at all. We talked about early on in the pandemic, the spot that got hit the hardest, New York City, where they're bringing in these naval ships and stuff to try to, have, to house all of these patients, and the ship hardly ever got used because it never got to the point in which that needed to happen. Look, we understand that there's this pandemic taking place. Hospitals already plan for this type of stuff. They have emergency things that they roll out. Let them roll it out if that's what they need to do, but stop trying to scare people into this instance. And I don't understand why when they say stuff like that, they're experts or their officials, there's no consequence to them being wrong as they have been generally for the vast majority of this entire pandemic. Mm-hmm. The numbers that they've guessed in the rate of rate of not not infections, but hospitalizations, all of this in terms of what they had anticipated never comes true. And yet we still listen to them, and unfortunately, politicians cling to their words, and they le- and it leads to policies, and that's just utter bullcrap, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it is one of those. Uh, I feel like the hospitalization thing. You know, maybe you could make a good argument uh, if it hits one solid area really hard, especially at the beginning. You know, maybe you'd be worried about it. I mean, it was probably when we when, when it was much more of an unknown, right? You could make the argument to bring the ship in, right? You could make the argument, okay, let's get resources there. We don't know how bad this is going to get. We're now eight months into this, right? We have we now have uh, massive uh, amounts of testing that is going on. We're we're picking up these uh, these areas of uh, you know flare ups a lot quicker than we were. Um, that's the sort of stuff that I think guards us against another New York. Like, we're, we're going to hit pretty bad numbers, I think, overall here in the next uh, few weeks. I, I think that is going to probably happen. But it's different. It's spread out all over the country. I mean, really, it is much more spread out than it's ever been. Um, and in some ways, that could be bad, obviously, because it's you know, but it's in, in, in the, when it comes to hospitalizations, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not you don't have everything going on in one area where you're trying to, you know, as you point out, like move patients from one hospital to the other, yeah. you know, that could that there can be areas where that can happen. But again, like I feel like this is like the type of thing that they they are trying they're trying to give you you know you look at it like almost like a global warming situation, right where they're trying to give you the worst case scenario. like if you look at a model of global warming, you might see the worst case scenarios out there that's the only one they ever talk about instead of I think talking about how what, what we really have seen here where we have seen flare ups in certain areas, we have seen um, you know issues that have popped up, but we've been able to see them go and then change our behavior. Not because of the government, but because the people are saying, "Okay, like looks like we're in a bad situation. They back off and it comes back down. We've seen that over and over again.
0: Well, someone who's taking a common sense approach and responding to this is Christian actor Kevin Sorbo. He he tweeted to both Newsom and uh, Wolf. He said, I almost got COVID back in August. Thankfully, I made it back to my house at 9.58 p.m. right before the 10 p.m. curfew. (laughs) Then he added later, if the first lockdown worked, why do we need a second one? if the first lockdown worked, why do we do a second one just asking and so he said so in pennsylvania you have to wear a mask inside your own home how exactly will they enforce that i smell the stench of an overreaching government so he he was not happy with tom wolf or gavin newsom because he was saying come on guys common sense I
1: mean, we talk about that like the nanny state all right like mm-hmm. that's a conservative libertarian sort mm-hmm. of talking point about the nanny state but think this 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 time sensitive closing thing is a great example of it, right? Obviously, there's no difference between 9.58 and 10.02. The difference is <laughs> they think people start drinking at 9 and 10 o'clock and they get drunk and then they stop paying attention to social distancing and mask wearing and, you know, sneezing at each other's faces or whatever actually happens at bars. Um, you know, it's like it, instead of saying like, look, guys, we, you, this is what we recommend if you go into a, a tiny bar and you're all getting hammered and you're all in each other's faces it's a real it's it's, it's we think it's the most dangerous thing you could probably do please don't do it people are going to still probably do it um but a lot won't i think a lot of people would, would would heed that advice and maybe drink go to go to go to the truck yard here in dallas which is outside right and you can have a bunch of you can have a bunch yeah. of drinks outside and probably not have that issue um but instead they're like uh you can't be outside after 10 p.m And it's like everyone is like what are you talking about, like that's not a a better solution than just communicating what you think is actually happening and being honest about it. You know, mandates don't work. We've seen this throughout the data. Even when you're talking about people doing the things, like in states where they have mask mandates and states where they don't have mask mandates, there's just a slight separation for the percentage of people wearing masks. The people who wanna wear them are wearing them, the people who aren't aren't. And instead of uh, having this approach of mandate, 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 let the governor, governor tell you all the time what you're supposed to be doing, If you had a reliable uh, source of reliable advice and information that you didn't change every two weeks, people would just respond well to it. They're pissed off because you keep telling them to do thing A and you, you know, think about the resources that have been poured into cleaning off surfaces and disinfecting surfaces. And they, you know, they came out this week and said, you know, and, and this has been around for a while, but like it's much more airborne, uh, you know, much more talking about droplets and such than it is going to be people putting their hands on something and getting COVID. It's very, it's a lot, a you know, much smaller percentage. So all these businesses have invested all this money, and new businesses have popped up. Capitalism has stepped in to try to solve this problem, and it has in a lot of ways. People are disinfecting everything. Everywhere I go, people are disinfecting services that people don't even go near, right. just to say that they did it so clean. And you know, now here they are changing their their advice again. If they were just clear and concise and and. Right also communicated their uncertainty when they said it. Say, hey, we think masks are a good idea, but you know what? They might not do all that that much good for you if you're wearing them. You know, They're probably going to be the other way around. And like maybe they're not going to do much good at all outside. I mean, it's almost nothing outside. If they were just honest about their uncertainty and honest about these things, I think it would work out a lot better. Because
0: now they've hacked off Kevin Sorbo. Yes, you can't do that. (laughs) All right, so we've got to go to break first. I want to thank our sponsor, Gabby. You know, you're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. I'm sure you'd love to save money, but spending hours on your own, shopping for a lower rate, maybe you save a few bucks, is that worth it? Eh, Probably not. So you can do what I did and use Gabby. Gabby does all the work for you in just a few minutes. And get this, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers. You just link your current insurance account and in just minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. So that's what I did. I used Gabby to help me realize that I was actually getting the best deal out there, but I had no idea. So now I've got the peace of mind that, you know what, I'm not overpaying. So thank goodness for that. And you know, if they can't find you savings, they're gonna let you know so you can relax knowing that you have the best rate out there. They'll never sell your info, so there's no annoying spam or robocalls. Thank you for that. You're probably overpaying on your car and home insurance. So see how much Gabby can save you. It is totally free to check. There's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash Y. That's G-A-B-I.com slash Y. Gabby.com slash Y. We'll be right back. David Atkins. Listen to this guy. He's a newly elected California member of the Democratic National Committee. He declared recently that Democrats and liberals should start thinking in terms of post-World War II Germany or Japan in order to deprogram 75 million people, which we assume he's referring to our Trump supporters. He put out some tweets. He said, How do you deprogram 75 million people who would literally die to stick it to the domestic enemies and the YouTube conspiracy vids? Who told them to hate? He said, no, seriously, how do you deprogram 75 million people? Where do you start? Fox, Facebook. We have to start thinking in terms of post-World War II Germany or Japan. He said, this is not your standard partisan policy disagreement. This is a conspiracy theory fueled belligerent death cult against reality and basic decency. The only actual policy debates of note are happening within the Dim coalition between left and center left. Wow kind of scary,
3: right? Yeah, straight up authoritarian, tyrant, fascist. Uh, that was the type of rhetoric that they would use to call someone else. But that's sort of what he is he, espousing. I don't know if he's going to put everybody that maybe didn't support him or particularly maybe Trump supporters uh, didn't support Biden, excuse me, uh, in a concentration camp. So how? I don't know exactly what he is considering, but we've seen that sort of rhetoric in this idea that you need to re-educate people. Uh, because they didn't support the person that they thought that they should support. The thing about Trump, which was fascinating, is that he brought about this whole kind of movement in itself, which was less about the Republican Party and more about, well, this guy is a nuke in the actual system, and that's why a lot of people supported him. They don't like that, right? They, they don't, they don't like that. It exposed a lot of them, and this is why you see a lot of them saying the quiet parts out loud. But when you look at that or you read something like that, you should you should see that and be like, look, I thought you would already be mindful of this. But when they throw those terms that I used earlier, be it in fascist or anything like that, nobody can look at something like that. They can't look at the covert response or anything like that and think that those words mean anything coming from them. At best, it is a projection because they are indeed authoritarian in nature and they are indeed espousing these sorts of very weird ideas that seem to point towards re-education mm-hmm. of folks that didn't support their guy and that sounds a lot like tyranny to me.
0: Agreed. We've got about one minute. I'd love to hear your take, Steve.
1: I'd like to think, I'd like to see a little more talk about persuasion. You know, we used to be, you know, that's how I that's why I got into this business, right? Like, I like talking about these issues and I like trying to talk to other people about them and, and see if, if they agree, or I, you know, maybe they'll make me agree with their opinion. That that back and forth is a good part of being human. And when you're talking about deprogramming 75 million people, that's not persuasion. That's what they're doing to the Uyghurs in China right now. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing there. Uh, that's not healthy. It's you know, and uh, I mean, again, to see this stuff come out publicly is shocking. Cause this is the sort of stuff that used to be the quiet part you wouldn't say it out loud mm-hmm. and now they are saying it out loud they see uh that they're getting closer and closer to the to have the ability to, to do these types of things um thankfully uh it looks like they're going to be stopped at least in the senate um with, to stop a lot of this stuff hopefully that continues because you, you give people with that mindset power you are risking your entire nation
0: yeah it is absolutely terrifying to read something like that all right we gotta go to break we come back we'll have our question of the day stick around I
1: have to find it.
0: <laughs> all right we asked you yesterday should the government pass another covid-19 stimulus bill 49.4 percent of you said yes 50.6 percent of you said no so almost a split down the middle do you guys both say no?
3: Of course I say no. And I'm disappointed in all blaze. People that took that damn poll, how, the, how, how could you? Have you not been listening to me? Jesus. You
1: see a lot of these polls that come out 50-50. That's, uh, that's pretty rare. Yeah, Usually. it is
3: rare. It's yeah, surprising.
1: I, I, we certainly should be more prepared for the pandemic response than we are, but a uh, stimulus bill, is God only knows what that's going to be.
0: Yeah. All right, the question for today, are you confident that Rudy Giuliani can prove voter fraud, yes or no?
1: uh no no i mean there'll be some fraud for sure but they're not going to overturn this election i don't think uh, you know look you never know could be surprised Man, it's I easy to adjust to good news uh than to adjust to bad we need to be prepared for what happens if that doesn't happen
0: right you don't like to be disappointed there
1: you go <laughs> worst case scenario that's me <laughs> I,
0: I understand that setting you know setting yourself up so you're not disappointed but i hope so i mean hey little by little things keep coming out every day so i'm holding out hope you just never know all right if people want to know more about you eric where can they go
3: 4k and a live throughout the week. So 4 or youtube.com slash group 59 You can let me there.
0: Awesome. And Stu, Stu does America. you yeah. got new stuff for us every week.
1: Right here on Blaze TV, 8 p.m. Eastern, of course on podcasts and YouTube as well.
0: Perfect. All right. I hope you guys have a good weekend. I hope everyone at home has a good weekend. Go out do something fun this weekend.
1: No, don't go out, though.
0: Oh, yeah, don't go don't out. Don't go out. <laughs> Stay in your home. You
1: have fun. Don't do, do anything.
0: Don't have
3: any fun. In a bubble. <laughs>